Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderput. Hello everyone, my name is Sharon. While I'm getting my Bible out, um, if you could describe your, your week in one word, what would it be? Um, have a think and then tell your neighbour or someone that is not married to you, <laughs> um, what that word is that describes your week. All right. Your one word turned into many sentences and conversations, which is really nice. <laughs> That's really good. Um, all right. Are you ready to get into the word this morning? I apologize, my voice is going a little bit. I've done a lot of talking this week. If my week could be described by one word, it would be talking. It's been a lot of talking. So um, just bear with me. Now, we've been in a series on prayer in the last few weeks, and we've covered a few topics so far. There's still more to come, but we've spoken about personal prayer, right? We've spoken about prayer being the engine room. We've spoken about the power of agreement in prayer, right? Um, about the, the importance of leave, living clean with God and with one another when we pray. Um, it's been really, um, really interesting going into this topic that so many of us can feel so familiar with. However, there's so many facets of prayer and often we find ourselves in a bit of a a routine of doing the same thing and maybe not feeling like our prayer life is very exciting right maybe you feel like that maybe you don't however I really pray that after today you will really feel like oh prayer life is going to be exciting from now on is that okay um so we're gonna uh, talk about um topic for today is tongues, right? So I'm going to do a bit of teaching on tongues today. Is that okay? Now, if you know a lot about it or you don't know a lot at all, it's not a problem. We're going to start with a foundation and we're going to build with some building blocks from there. Is that okay? I really believe that there is something new that God wants to do in our prayer life. There is a reason why we're talking about prayer, right? It's not like we pull out the the preaching planning wrote and we're like, all right, what can we talk about? No, actually, God is speaking about prayer. We want to respond in making sure we're doing teaching on prayer so that we can actually effectively respond to what God is saying, right? So I've been doing some studying this week, reading different books. One of them, David just wrote a book on tongues, didn't he? So yeah, I've been working my way through that book, doing different studying, listening to different things. And I actually found myself um, discovering some things that made praying in tongues somehow, it kind of refreshed it a little bit for me, where I was like, oh, this is actually really this is feeling really exciting again to me, something I've been so familiar with. So what do I mean when I say we're going to talk about tongues today? I don't actually mean your physical tongue, even though that is very much involved in what we're going to talk about. Hi, it's so nice to see you. Um, and um, we are going to talk about something that tongues in the Bible means languages, right? It's something where you use your tongue to speak. And... Um, I am actually, this is a side note, um, very much a side note. Did you know that something called tongue scraping has become a thing now? 
Yeah, have you guys heard about that? Has anyone of you tried that before? No, me neither. I'm not very into it, but I'm intrigued by the fact that people are so like excited about this new thing. Um, obviously, brushing your tongue is a different thing, but tongue scraping, it just sounds a bit, ooh, um, in that sense. Now, very much of a side note. However, Tongues are so important, aren't they? What you say, what you speak, there is such power in our words. And I really believe that as we, as we get into a place of, okay, we're going to not just be people, a church that prays, we want to be a praying church because there's a difference, that actually we're going to start becoming a lot more watchful about what we say and actually either start saying, less in conversations and more in prayer <laughs> or does that make sense I think that actually our words and what we say we need to spend a bit more time thinking about that and I'm on a journey with that how much do I actually say in a conversation and how much do I actually take in prayer with God now there are three different types of so-called tongues now some say four I'm going to bring you both okay so you can you can you can see about that um and uh, there's um, mainly three in the New Testament, and at least two of those are public, and then one of them is private, and then the fourth one would also be a more of a private thing, but can be used in the corporate. It sounds confusing, but we'll get to it in a minute. So the first one would be the type of tongue that is a sign for unbelievers, right? That is Pentecost Sunday type tongue and we're going to get into it second one tongues for interpretation something that's spoken to the church as a whole that gets interpreted um, and tongues of personal prayer and intercession now some people put the tongues of intercession into a bit of a separate category and we're going to get into that in a minute as well okay so let's start off with the first one we've just spoken about how many of you are familiar with the story of Pentecost in Acts where the Holy Spirit came and fell upon people and they started speaking in other tongues, right? Let's have a look at that story. Is that okay? If we could pull up that scripture. I'm going to read it from the screen. You can read it from your Bible if you like. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. This is the church. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, right? So something the Holy Spirit did and they started speaking in other tongues. Can we go to the next one? Is that it? Oh no, there we go. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each, each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia however you say that and Pamphylia Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome both Jews and proselytes Cretans and Arabians Arabians that's how you say we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God and all were amazed and perplexed saying to one another what does this mean 
So this is a type of tongue that we're going to talk about. Now, when we say tongues, again, there's different types. Um, there is actually a scripture uh, that says, um, hold on, let me find it. Um, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, right? So there is tongues of men and angels. So tongues of men are what we call languages or things that we would understand, right? It's something we're familiar with. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit coming and tongues and all of that, what happened there? They started speaking in languages they didn't even know. However, they were not tongues of angels or a heavenly language. It was a language that others would have been familiar with. And they started hearing them praising God and declaring the works of God. So this is something that the Holy Spirit can do. There is people that, however the Holy Spirit decides to do that, they will stand up or they will pray for someone. I've heard of this story. Someone just started praying in tongues um, during a service and someone came to them and they were like, I have not heard that particular dialect in that language in such a long time. And God was speaking straight to me through what you were saying. And that person actually got saved through that. There's lots of different ways that God can use this. It's completely miraculous. It's not something you can make up, right? Um, I can't speak Arabic. However, the Holy Spirit Knows all things, right? Is God. God understands all languages, right? It's not like we all have to learn English to be able to speak to God. So the Holy Spirit can actually enable us to do that. Really cool, isn't it? So that's the first tongue that we, we've spoken about. Now, this is, it says um, that it, the tongue for, for unbelievers, so they would be like, whoa. That is strange. I know you don't know that language or how do you speak that? It's a sign from believers. It's something that gives glory to God. It's something supernatural where people can go like, they don't actually know God. Like, whoa, that is like pretty miraculous. That is pretty cool, right? So that's really cool. God used that um, in Acts 2 and he can still use it today. Now, on the day of Pentecost, those tongues did need to be interpreted because people understood it, right? Yes, are you all with me? You're all looking a little bit like, oh, struggling to follow today. Um, so that didn't need to be interpreted because people understood it in their languages. Now, if we start with kind of we're going to get into a kind of a main passage I'm going to base the message off today and we're going to go through it verse by verse and just kind of talk about different aspects of it is that okay so in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 we're going to start with verse 2 and we're going to work our way through nine, all the way to 19 if you want to open your Bibles and go there um, I really pray Actually, I am going to pray now, if that's okay. Holy Spirit, I pray that this morning we would all receive that daily bread, that nourishment, that feeding of our spirit, of our, of our being, Lord, that we would feel so satisfied in our spirit by what you're saying, by what you're doing, and by your word. Holy Spirit, I pray you would do what only you can do, Jesus. Would you speak to us? Would you open up the word to us, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay. 
So, verse 2. This is Paul that wrote Corinthians. It says, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. All right. So this is already giving us a clue that there's multiple tongues because in the tongue that we saw in in Acts 2, it was clearly speaking to men, right? Yes, it was glorifying God. So it was speaking to God in a way, but it was also so others around could hear. Okay. So very important clue, this tongue and this language that we speak with God is intended for communication with God and um, is for us to really connect with him. Now, if we carry on reading, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. So this is a spiritual language or tongue that people don't necessarily understand. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute. Some people might get interpretation for it. But this is not something that, okay, can I just demonstrate? Did anyone understand that? No. Okay, that was me speaking in tongues. So that was me speaking in tongues. And it's something that you speak, no one else necessarily understands around you. And what are you doing? Wait, have you ever wondered, what are people doing when they're praying in tongues? If you're maybe not too familiar with praying in tongues. It says they utter mysteries in the spirit. That's things we don't understand, right? It's some things that, that's beyond our comprehension. Mysteries, right? Something we don't fully understand. Now, how beautiful is it? that we get to speak and connect with God on such a deep level, on his level of understanding, because it's beyond our understanding, right? But he can understand it. Isn't that really cool that actually we can have this connection and this level of intimacy with God that we might not necessarily understand, but he does. And it's so beautiful that actually Jesus came on earth, right? He died on the cross. He came down. He came down on our level, but he didn't stay down. He rose and he's now seated in heavenly places. And the whole point is to lift us up and raise us to his level rather than us trying to pull him down on our level. Does that make sense? Now, it is wonderful that we can connect with God in that language. For how many of you English is not your first language like me? Can you put your hand up? Is that okay? Don't be shy about it. Um, English is not our first language. And have you ever, have you ever caught yourself when you're speaking to someone else or you're really tired or you're counting? It happens to me all the time when I'm counting that you all of a sudden switch to your mother tongue or the tongue that you were raised with. Yes, I see some nods. It happens a lot, doesn't it? And I've been in this country for a long time and I actually went to an English church when I first started um, getting serious with God. So I've been in a church and English speaking friends around me since I've been 15, okay? I feel a lot more uh, comfortable with English now than I do with German, even though I was raised with German and went to school in German and all of that. Well, I was raised trilingual, but it was kind of my main language. However, even though I rather speak English with someone than speak German at this moment, because it feels a little bit difficult and I have to think of the words, sometimes I slip in to German by accident because I'm tired or I'm not thinking or especially when I'm counting, there's a certain level. If it goes beyond 20, I don't know why I automatically switch to German in my head. It's just something that's built in, isn't it? Now, 
English has become a lot more dominant for me, as I've said at this moment in terms of the language. And whenever I speak to my parents, whether it's Hungarian or German, I always end up throwing some English words in just because I can't think of the words in the other languages because it's something I'm just surrounded by and it's become such a dominant language. Do you see where I'm trying to go with this? Um, we, we don't want to just go away and, and talk in our own language at God and remain at our own understanding. There's some things where you don't even have the words. When Have you ever felt like such desperation, such anguish, such pain, you just could not express yourself in any way? That's something that tongues is for. When you just don't know how to pray, how to express yourself, you don't know what to do. Like, God, I just don't know. That's something that tongues is as well for. We want to get so used to praying in tongues and speaking the word of God that it becomes the most dominant language in our life. Now, should we keep reading? Sorry, we're going, I'm taking little sentences by sentence, but let's go. Um, verse three. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. A very important definition on prophecy, by the way, and why it's so important for the church. Verse four. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, that's edifies, strengthens themselves. And this is another type of tongue that's more the personal one and then we're going to go into an intercession where the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself now this is also something really beautiful where it's not just when you don't know what to pray but you don't know what to do <laughs> you can also just pray in tongues and we're going to get into a minute of how God changes and turns that around it says in Jude chapter 1, verse 20, But you, beloved, build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith and continually progress like an edifice higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that really beautiful? It's a wonderful encouragement to be praying in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Now, if we carry on in a verse, But the one who prophesies builds up the church. Okay, because prophecy is something, if it's in a language you understand, it's something that you can understand and be encouraged by. Verse five. Now I want you all to speak in tongues. Paul is saying this is so important that you all have this gift. I want you all to speak in tongues. But even more to prophesy, the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets. Okay, this is where we're going to the other tongue now that is public, that is the, where there comes the interpretation. You actually can receive from the Lord what this person is actually saying. Now, note, it says interpretation, not translation. Why am I saying that? Because it's not a language that you necessarily interpret word for word and each syllable means a specific thing every time. And then every time you hear someone pray that syllable, oh, that must be that word. Actually, when God gives some people this interpretation, some people can just get this gift and just like, whoa, I understand either the gist of what they're saying or just have the sense of this is what they're praying. 
Does that make sense? It's something that is from the Holy Spirit. It's not something you necessarily audibly understand the way I might understand if I hear French. It's something spiritual, something supernatural that the Lord reveals to people. Now, why is this so important, this type of tongue? Because there's sometimes times if, let's say, I was to stand here and I was to do this message to you all in tongues, or stand up here and just talk in tongues, you wouldn't get anything of it and it would not build you up. It would not encourage you. There would be no point in that, right? I would only be building myself up. However, this is why I'm speaking in a language that I want to be. There is a public setting where someone might receive something from the Holy Spirit, something where they're like, hmm, this is for everyone. And, so, and either they themselves also get the interpretation or someone else does. And they're like, I know what they're praying. I know what, whoa, that is so cool. And the reason is that it would be public and for the whole church, so the church may be built up, right? That's what the scripture says here. Um, so that the church may be built up. Praying in tongues is always about building. Have you noticed it's a lot about building? And it's about building something up. It's about strengthening. Are you okay? You're still with me. I'm sorry, but this teaching is really important, okay? It's really important that we actually understand what we're doing and we don't just do it, but also so that you can teach others about it <laughs> and explain this to others. Verse six, now brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, this is literally what I just said, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? If even lifeless instruments such as the flute or the harp do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves, if with your tongue you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air. Now, what is Paul talking about here? Um, we've spoken a little bit about interpretation and the gist and all of that. Now, if we were all to pray in tongues together that will be different because we're all joining in with praying in tongues, with connecting with God at the same time. That is where we're all kind of joining in. That's not necessarily where you all, we all need to stand up and interpret every single tongue for every single person because you're all praying for yourselves, not necessarily something that you're trying to get for the whole church to, to be spoken to. Does that make sense? Now, what is something that um, I something else I'd really like to encourage us to do is something that comes in the next um, in the next passage. Verse 10, there are doubtless many different languages in the world and none is without meaning. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker and a speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourself, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Verse 13, therefore one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise in my spirit but I will sing with my mind also this is such an important principle and so cool whenever we pray in tongues we don't just want to be babbling away in tongues for ages now there is a, a certain place for that where we're praying in tongues and we're interceding and kind of the Holy Spirit just kind of takes over and you don't even 
you just kind of feel like you can't really do anything else. And that's, that praying in tongues is surrender. Can I just say that? Praying in tongues is surrender because you're actually fully giving control to the Holy Spirit and to God and be like, God, I don't even know <laughs> what is going on or what I'm praying, but I choose to surrender to you and trust you. Because if the Holy Spirit is praying through you, it's the perfect prayer. Right? It's the perfect prayer. The Holy Spirit knows what to say. You might not know. You might not feel like you fully understand everything, but the Holy Spirit does. Now, principle, when we pray in tongues and we're having a time of prayer, it is so important that we do this principle that it says in the Bible that we go from tongues and we switch to our language. We go to tongues and we switch to our language. Why do we do that? Because as you start praying in tongues, the Lord will start putting things in your heart where you, where you start praying it out. Say, Lord, I thank you that you are my maker, that you are my creator. You switch back to tongues. You, you do the back and forth and you'll find yourself praying things. You didn't necessarily plan on praying, but as you're praying, the Holy Spirit is revealing to you as you're speaking in tongues, things that are beyond your understanding, things that you start, the way you need to pray, the direction you need to pray into. And this is so beautiful because we don't want our mind to be unfruitful. Actually, our spirit starts informing our, or God's spirit starts informing our spirit of this is what you're praying. This is what you're going on and what's going on. And this is so, so important because we don't want our mind to be unfruitful. We want to engage with what God is doing and saying. But praying in tongues is like the perfect prayer. And we enter into a partnership with God and into a place of rest, really, where it's no longer you trying to like labor and find the right thing to pray in the right words, but you're just surrendering to the Holy Spirit and partnering. And he just starts praying through you and you start releasing things in words. And do you know what is so cool when you're praying in tongues that Actually, because you're building yourself up and because of his spirit informing your spirit, you might not know what to do or you might not know what was going on in a situation. And you might be praying in tongues regularly throughout the day or at times a day. And all of a sudden, within the day, you will get some wisdom on something. Or while you're praying in tongues, God will drop an idea in your heart. Or he will just give you revelation about something. Because the Holy Spirit knows all things. And as we surrender and let him pray through us, but we don't just let him do that, but we actually engage with what God is doing, is building us up and we're gaining in wisdom and understanding of some things. Um, let me show you the scripture. Sorry, I'm just scrolling down. I'm going to go ahead of myself a little bit. There is a scripture. This is in Proverbs 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Okay? And this is something that I believe that God wants to do as we pray in tongues. Oh, you okay with this? Our understanding is so limited. So why do we pray in tongues? Because we want to partner with the Holy Spirit. It's the perfect prayer. It is a gift. It is beautiful. We're connecting with God on His level. <laughs> on His level of understanding. It's, we're tapping into the supernatural realm at that point. 
Okay, can we look at this passage in Romans 8, verse 26? I'm going to read from the Amplified uh, Bible. In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit Himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. Too deep for words. I love that. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us. Some of you need to hear this today. God is deeply concerned about you. He's deeply concerned about you in a good way, not like worried about you, but he cares about you. He deeply cares for you. He causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. We know that if we pray in line with God's will, it will happen, right? Prayer offered in faith according to God's will. Now, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will only pray that that's God's will, right? Because he is God, Trinity, right? So if the Holy Spirit prays and knows what the will of God is, as we're praying in tongues and switch into English and back and forth, the Lord will make known his will to you. He will show you what he wants to do and what he wants to say. Now, what is this, what is this size and groans business? Sometimes you can find yourself in prayer, and maybe you've experienced this, maybe you haven't. If you haven't, I think the Lord really wants to, wants to do this at some point for you. Um, there's a time sometimes when you're in prayer and intercession, this is where we're talking about the fourth tongue, because yes, you're building yourself up because you're praying in tongues, but really the tongue of intercession, you're interceding, you're standing in, gap, in the gap and you're really praying for a situation or for others, right? Now, there is a point where, and I've had this, where it just feels like it is so deep from within you. It's like, say, spirit, it comes kind of from the, the belly. It, I don't know how else to explain it. From deep within you in the spirit. And it just, you just, oh, like, it's almost no longer words that come out and it can feel so deep. It's almost like a woman in labor, right? You're kind of like, oh, it's like you're birthing something in the spirit, okay? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God, right? Spirit births spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Now, this is so, so amazing because... There is such an intensity and when you're birthing something within the spirit and if words are powerful, how much more powerful are heaven's words? Yes. Okay. This is the point where we're going to start getting excited about this. Okay. Because we're going to pray soon. But I just, I want something to spark within you of actually, maybe you've been praying in tongues for a long time. Maybe you don't pray in tongues yet. Well, you're going to have the opportunity today to receive the gift of tongues because it, it is one of the manifestations, one of the evidence the Holy Spirit gives you. And actually, this is something where, can I just say, there is a level of intimacy and connection with God, and I, I, I really hope this is okay for me to say this, that you can't tap into unless you pray in the Holy Spirit. 
because it's such intimacy, such connection where you're praying with the Holy Spirit in partnership with God that our earthly words just can't get to. And it is something so, so precious. Now, there is a point I need to make, okay? When we're praying for someone, we're praying for sickness to go, we're praying for a demon to be cast out, whatever. We don't use tongues for that. Now, you might be praying in a situation and using heaven's words. However, we know Jesus has given us the authority, right? He's given us the authority to pray, sickness will go, demons will be cast out, you know, all of that. And actually, we need to use our authority and not abdicate our authority, but use it and speak to it, right? That's what Jesus did. That's what the disciples did. Yes, they could all pray in tongues, but you see in the Bible, every time they used their authority and they used their words and said, in the name of Jesus, go, be healed, be cleansed. Okay, is that all right? Because we can, I, I know I'm, I'm guilty of this. When I first came to Bible college, we were praying for someone to be healed of cancer. And I just started going away in tongues and I started praying and I really started like interceding and it was really deep. <laughs> Pastor Jonathan Dyke, he is one of our elders. He just came, he's like, Sharon, what are you doing? I was like, I'm praying. And he was like, Sharon, just use your authority. And he laid hands on that man and said, be healed. And that person actually was healed of cancer, which was really cool. But I was, it was a moment for me where I was like, Oh, I was 18, you know, young, fresh in Bible college. And I didn't really know a lot. And I was like, Oh Lord, like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, God loves it when you pray in tongues and it's not a bad thing. It's not a wrong thing. But actually within those moments, you just need to use the authority the Lord has given you and speak in the words. Yeah. And it's also for the benefit of those around you or the one you're praying with. Is that okay? Because when we're actually praying in tongues, we're not begging God to take away sickness. We're praying his will. We're praying what the Holy Spirit is asking us to pray. And Jesus dying on the cross and being raised to glorious life um, is the finished work of the cross. It's all that we need. He's given us authority. Now, verse, can we go back to previous passage? Verse 16. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. And then he says this, verse 18. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now, Paul must have been spending a lot of time praying in tongues if he's praying in tongues a lot more than everyone else. That's a very big statement, but it also shows the very importance of it and how grateful we can be <laughs> that we, when we pray in tongues. Verse 19, Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue tongue notice that it doesn't say not to pray in tongues in church but that actually the discipleship doesn't say not to pray in tongues in church but that actually the discipleship and encouragement element is what we're here for at church right so discipleship element and encouragement element which is why the interpretation is so special now um 
I wouldn't be a very good pastor if I didn't tell you that God has designed you to be a huge blessing to others around you. He's designed you to be a huge blessing to others around you. And whether that's through you teaching or discipling others in the ways of God, or taking, walking a journey with someone, taking it step by step, um, actually you are called to speak a life and truth into one another. And when God would give, let's say, me a tongue and would give Oratile the interpretation of it, it will become an encouragement, not just for me, because I will understand, whoa, this is what I was praying. It will be an encouragement for her of, oh, the Lord revealed something to me, but it will be an encouragement to everyone else around. And this is something that we are here for. Verse, in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, and we're going to finish on this. Nor eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and nor mind has imagined. Timmy, can you stop playing? Thank you. No mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. God reveals things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Isn't that so beautiful? No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. This is why we need to connect with his spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Now, if you don't have the gift of speaking in tongues yet, that's okay. We'd love to pray for you this morning and for you to receive the gift of tongues. There's just one thing I'd, well, two things I'd ask is that you just spend a minute, whether that's a person you're praying with or not, or by yourself, making sure you are in right standing clean with God and with others, right? We don't want to hold anything. So if there's anyone you need to forgive or anyone you need to ask for forgiveness for, ask the Lord for forgiveness for, let's just do that. I really feel it's really important what Pastor Clive said last week about we have to make sure, if we want to stand in agreement in prayer, we're going to have to make sure there's nothing in between us. Now, yes, make sure that you just take a moment to just ask the Holy Spirit to show you Okay, don't go down deep, deep searching. Let the Holy Spirit show you if there's anything that, yes, needs to be forgiven. And then the second thing that I'd ask is that you ask by faith. Yes, the Bible talks about if you believe that you have received it, it shall be yours. And God is not a God that withholds things from us. It's not a God that um, withholds gifts from us. And maybe when you start praying in tongues, maybe you'll just pray a few syllables and start off with, or maybe it will just happen tomorrow. You don't know. But something that's really important is that you just keep practicing it and just start building and just start, just, even if it's one syllable, just start praying. The Lord will, will just grow that language. It's something we have to become comfortable with as well and familiar with. 
Let me just tell you, nothing is impossible for God. The way I learned how to speak in tongues, I wasn't even baptized or anything. I was actually in church and my dad was speaking in tongues and was actually trying to just copy him and almost make fun of him. And I just started to try to repeat what he was saying. And all of a sudden, little 12 year old me was just like, what is going on? What is coming out of my mouth? And I just started speaking in tongues. I didn't even ask for it. I didn't even like, God is so good and He's so gracious. And maybe you do speak in tongues. Maybe the Lord wants you to spend some more extended time praying in tongues in your own personal life. Maybe you have never done the praying in tongues and then praying in English or your own language and the back and forth. Maybe that's something you want to try. Maybe the Holy Spirit wants to just give you a fresh infilling of who He is. Maybe He just wants to bless you. Bless your socks off. Hey, is that how you say it? I don't even know. But the Lord has something for each and every one of us. And we're all on different journeys in different places with God. And I, I just love for us to just all um, actually worship together. Is that okay? If we could just stand, we're gonna worship. Uh, Timmy's playing. If you, are, if you like prayer, we're gonna have some people here that will, will be praying for you. Now, if you're not receiving prayer, maybe just start connecting with God, maybe pray in tongues, maybe sing in tongues is something I love to do when we're together, it's beautiful. But let's not, let's not just sit and watch others be prayed for, okay? We actually want this to be something where they, they can just, people be prayed for if they want to, but also let's just engage with God. And at some point I will come and then, those of you that want to be, you know, dismissed, have coffees, chat, that's fine. But we're going to carry on having worship in the background as a track or something. So if you have a need, maybe it has nothing to do with tongues or the Holy Spirit, but you still want prayer, not a problem. Okay, just come, just come. Let's have this culture. Can I just say, let's have this culture in this church where we're not scared to get prayer. And, we're, and it's a, it is something that is holy and beautiful and special. Is that all right? Okay, so um, yeah, if we could just have, um, Karen, if you can come up. I swap Kevin out. Um, Tom, would you mind coming praying for people? And um, just, yeah, just I'm just gonna pray, okay? Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you move in our hearts? Would you develop make this language of tongues so dominant in our lives, so special? Will we find new depths of prayer in it? Will we find new depths of revelation and intimacy with you in it, Lord? May it just be something that we're so excited to do when we come into your presence. Jesus, we worship you. Holy Spirit, we just wanna honor you and we recognize that you are the one who does these things. That it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.